0: mm <smart noise>
1: super right. excited about that one too cuz uh mostly for you I did that for you.
0: Yeah, yeah, hit hit, uh, hit us with a song that uh maybe people actually know. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> so I switched yeah, things what, up today. <laughs> yeah, good old good old Audio Slave underrated track on a not great Audio Slave album admittedly. Sure, yeah. They they had the sophomore slump on that one to be honest yeah. with you. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, what made you pick that song? Because I really have don't hear you actually really ever talk about Chris Cornell much at all. You know, I wasn't even I, sure you liked it. I really don't. But I was wanting to do
1: something kind of like 90s uh, for you because I got tired of picking songs that just suited me. And I was like, what would Eli pick? And I was going through my 90s playlist I have on Spotify. And I recently added that song because I kind of forgot about it because um, I don't listen to a ton of Audio Slave. Um, But I, that came up on some radio station. And I was like, oh, fuck, I love this song. I forgot about it, so I added it to my 90s playlist. I'm like, boom, that's what we're doing. So. <laughs>
0: now, I do have to say that did not come out in the 90s.
1: It still got the same <laughs> vibe, right? Okay.
0: I mean, all these guys <laughs> that are in the band uh were popular in the 90s. Yeah, uh, you're right. Yeah. That
1: song came out in 2005. But I, you know, maybe I should Now you got me thinking. I need to make an early 2000s grunge playlist. But oh, like
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sure, sure. Yeah, no, that's uh that's a uh, No, I really like that song. That's actually one of my favorite Audio Slave songs. It's got really good uh Oh, the bridge in that is really good where he goes up high. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> Uh he does that he does his falsetto, but yeah, God, Chris Cornell, man, great, like a truly underrated singer just because he could have been a pop star. For sure. Like, he could have, he could have, he, he, he had that good of a voice where he could have done pop music and, and mm. uh, he's also pretty handsome. I, I think that he could have, like, definitely been a pop artist, but I, I don't think that people, if you don't like Soundgarden or Chris Cornell or Audio Slave or, or any of those bands, most people don't know how good of a singer he was. Like, his, I mean, it's, it's, his octave range was insane. Mm-hmm. Like, he, had like a uh, professional level range of his voice. So that's kind of one of my favorite parts about Chris Cornell is I think he was the best musician from the grunge era.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's highly regarded as most, if you ask most like musicians, like rock musicians he's the, the best rock vocalist in any way.
0: I I think so. I think the only, only person that kind of could beat him out is Lane Stanley, Mm -hmm. but I, I, i think lane stanley didn't have the range that cornell had yeah. and i think that chris cornell was a better songwriter well i guess people i mean he did a bond theme that i think's good huh did not i think it's that. one of yeah oh you never heard his james bond theme no i don't think so oh wow yeah no it's a it's a solid one i think it's one of the better ones i think that one adele i don't like the jack white alicia keys one i don't think it's good
1: I've, i'm sure i've heard
0: it but i can't remember it right now
1: okay do you even pay <laughs> attention when people do a bond theme no though? i've never i've I, well you know what i i think i've seen one bond movie and it was like the daniel craig one uh not, yeah. none of the rest
0: <laughs> yeah no that's and i'm not a big bond fan but i pay attention to do a, the james bond theme is a big fucking deal uh uh-huh. I and so I pay attention and I actually watched a video where somebody went back and reviewed every single bomb theme. Oh, okay. And and talked about them and stuff. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. Um anyways, welcome back to the podcast. <laughs> if I didn't have Reaper pulled up in front of me, I would forget that we do a podcast. Sometimes. For sure.
1: Yeah, I get that.
0: <laughs> cuz I just Also, I really like the camera angle I have cuz you can't see my mouth move, you can only see my mustache move. <laughs> And it's kind of making me giggle. (laughs) Welcome back to
1: the podcast, Talking Mustaches.
0: (laughs) Welcome back to Mustaches Are Us. Uh, Here we're going to review multiple mustaches, mustachios, as we like to call them. We could start a podcast called Mustachios and Pistachios, where we review mustaches and pistachios.
1: Okay, yeah, I, I like both of those things. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> i enjoy both of them um anyways we're not doing a mustache a pistachio podcast we're doing a music podcast welcome back to the final the vinyl frontier i keep saying final the vinyl frontier <laughs> it, w- way to pick a name for a podcast that one of us have a speech impediment and no, it, we, <laughs> that, that is true 50 <laughs> percent of us can never say it correctly
1: yeah uh, i didn't really think about that at the time
0: I, I I guess the way to describe my speech impediment would be a mild one. I had speech classes for a, at least a few years of my life. Mm-hmm. I don't think I finished them. I don't think I graduated from <laughs> the, the the speech therapy, so I think I have a slight speech impediment still.
1: I but. wouldn't I well, I mean I just knowing you, I don't I don't think I would go as far as to say you have a speech impediment. I say there are some words that you say that you say weirdly. Uh yes. like woof. I think that's hilarious. Yeah you, put, <laughs> yeah, you put Yeah, you put me
0: on on blast on that one. Charlotte's figured out a few more that I'm pretty bad about. Pello has been one my entire life. Oh yeah, that one. Yeah. I still don't think I'm saying it wrong. I think you guys are saying it wrong. Uh I'm just saying it with some stank. I'm putting some stank on it, that's all. <laughs> Chill out, man. Uh <laughs> anyways, uh yeah, we got a lot of things planned today. Um Maybe don't bore us getting into the chorus. We got a lot to cover, Mitch. I think we should maybe start hopping into this. What do you think? Yeah, let's do it. All right, man. Well, with that being said, I'm a little thirsty, baby. <laughs> Mitch, what are you? God. <laughs> I'm trying to work out sounds to intro our segments and it's going pretty poorly. Yeah. Oh, I I did make the Mitch's seal of approval sound, by the way. You haven't heard it yet. Oh, but okay. I did. I did. I'm
1: so excited. Yeah, I would love to have some sort of sound for like the 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 what you drinking. So let's. Uh, but that's not it though. The, I'm the thirsty baby. I'm thirsty baby. We'll keep we'll keep workshopping that. Okay. <laughs> so uh, uh. pretty excited about this one today because we're drinking the same beer. Um, ha cha cha. I was uh, I was down near Eli's neck of the woods last weekend, so uh, I stopped by and had lunch with him in person and. Um, <laughs>
0: I fucking smelled this, dude. This is... Ugh.
1: Yeah, I you're going to hate this. I can't wait. Um, and while I was there, I picked out a six-pack, and then I just gave him one so we could actually talk about the same beer for once. This is a pretty cool brewery that I went to um, called Urban Artifact, which I think is becoming probably my second favorite Cincinnati brewery, besides Rheingeist, obviously. Uh, Urban Artifact, um, they do a lot of, like, sours and stuff like that, and I think I'm kind of starting to come around on sours. Um, the brewery was really cool. This one in particular is called a spiced apple fruit tart, bushel, uh, spiced apple. Um, so yeah, let's get into it.
0: Yeah. I took a whiff. I didn't like the smell. I'll tell you that. Uh, my wife really likes tarts and sours. I'm on the fence. Um, so yeah, we'll see. Mitch has technically already had it. So he, he has an opinion, but I'll, I'll take a swiggy. I'll take a swiggy stardust. Oh. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> tart. Tart is accurate. Um, it's pretty tart. It doesn't taste bad, but it's just making me pucker.
1: Yeah, it's very dry. It's almost kind of like a cider. It's very
0: dry. Yeah.
1: Um I picked this one out because uh, you know, it's gonna be fall, and I'm a little basic bitch. I love pumpkin spice lattes, and uh thought a spiced apple fruit tart sounded kind of good for <sighs> for the fall. But um, yeah, I'm with you. It is very tart, um, especially since I've did. i I've been drinking coffee all morning. So coming off of yeah. black coffee, this is uh, pretty different.
0: <laughs> yeah, me too. I had, uh, I had about two or three cups of coffee, and I, I do a little bit of creamer, but I do just like a minuscule yeah. amount of creamer. I don't like a lot of creamer, so I'm kind of having the same thing. So my, my coffee was even slightly sweet and now yeah. I'm getting blasted. I I will tell you this does taste like drinking an apple pie. Okay, yeah, that is also sour. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> it kind of tastes like if you just take an apple pie and you just cover it in whatever that citrate stuff is that you know what I mean. It's that powder you could just put sh- on shit to make it really tart and gotcha. sour. Sure, that's just pretty much what it tastes like. Yeah, but yeah. it's not bad. I kind of respect that there's a black apple picker. <laughs> yeah i didn't even really notice that but yeah you're right yeah he's just running a badass apple business he's got a he's got a tie on and an apron which i respect that's a that's a man working his ass off oh yeah <laughs> and looking good doing it
1: he's got that sweet mustache speaking of oh mustache yeah pistachios
0: great <laughs> great mustache <laughs> great mustache yeah not a whole lot on the can which i you know what i respect i respect they didn't have some long drawn out thing on the can they just hit us with uh, with with this man uh and that's about it they yeah don't have it says some reward the curious that's pretty much it Than just the yeah. stuff you have to put on a can sure yeah <laughs> so yeah but, i got a uh, yeah I man respect for that
1: i liked urban artifact um they're they're um I'd never been before, but the the, brewery is pretty cool. It's basically in an old uh, church, and I'm really liking this kind of like 2023 hipster theme of basically taking churches and turning them into breweries um, because now I think they're finally uh, putting something good in there, (laughs) put something worthwhile. Let's do something with this cool building.
0: (laughs) I... uh... I have the exact opposite reaction. Oh, okay, <laughs> it's just because if it's a if it's a church that they converted to something else, then that community died. Because people don't just stop going to church. Like, you, do you feel what I'm saying? Like, if it's an old church, sure. You know what I mean? Something happened to that community to have it not thrive, so people left the community. That's why there was an empty church. You, you feel okay. me? Okay. Yeah, I see what you're
1: saying. Yeah. It couldn't have been I mean, that it was just co- a rundown building and they needed to find a new building. <laughs> I guess I never uh, really put too much thought our, into it. But they're <laughs> never run down.
0: They're never run down. They're always like we we, we haven't the church is exactly as it was in 1842. You know, they always say some shit like that. Like it's <laughs> <Yeah>. they never <laughs> messed with the church. The church is identical. They just yeah, put that's true. you know what I mean? <laughs> they, they they like redo the floors and that's like it i don't know maybe that's yeah. a little conspiracy theorist but i don't know i just <laughs> thought that um okay well uh i like that i don't i'm gonna i think i could finish it but man it is just drying my fucking mouth out that's yeah heavy. i get
1: that for sure
0: yeah that's <laughs> i'm gonna that's, finish my mine, only but <laughs> i i think i could finish it i think i'm being dramatic um but that with that being said um we got another segment for you, one that the Vinyl Frontier fans have not heard before, if you've only hopped in there. Uh, but let's do it. We're going to do an Eli's Video Game Corner, bringing it back. Here yeah. we go.
1: Let's do it. Finish it.
0: Outstanding. So for the uninitiated... Uh, I definitely we had way too many segments on two (laughs) friends three questions just like an absurd amount and you're probably even thinking that now Uh, but yeah I used to do an Eli's video game corner where I would just take uh, probably too long uh, to talk about what's going on in uh, the video game land and keep Mitch up to date with video games because while you're not a gamer you appreciate and enjoy video games like I've seen you have plenty of fun fucking around on games that like you would have never played you know what I'm saying. Like, I remember, I think we got high once and played Skyrim. We had fun with that. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) You know... Uh, you, you know you're into video games they just have to kind of like meet you somewhere they have to meet your interests
1: yeah um there are uh, there there are definitely some games where I will just go ham on and then meanwhile I do have um some friends that are super gamers so I enjoy and I can kind of keep up with the conversation and I always appreciate it um so uh but uh, yeah I, I keep me up to speed so next time I'm my friends are talking about video games I'll have something to contribute so please do
0: yeah, yeah, there you go. Uh, well, today, it's going to be kind of a bittersweet moment. I think I will probably never do an Eli's Video Game Corner again. What? A time has come in my life, I had an experience this weekend, that made me reflect. And I think I've decided I'm not done gaming, but I think I'm getting there. So here's what happened. I've had two really hard weeks at work, and I had some video games coming out that I got super hyped for. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, you know what I'm going to do? Hey, honey, look, we've been busy. Work's been tough. I want a weekend where I come home on Friday night, and all I do from Friday until Monday morning (laughs) is play video games. Not like straight, but you know what I mean.
1: Oh, for sure, yeah.
0: That's what my weekend is going to consist of. Eli hanging out. Up in this room, having a good time, playing video games, and just, like, totally having a gamer, eli Focus weekend. Totally looking forward to it. It felt like something I needed. So the games that I was excited for, there's a new game coming out by Bethesda, who made the Fallout games and Skyrim and all that, uh, called Starfield. And yeah. basically, the way it was pitched was it's Skyrim in space. So obviously, my little gamer penis got very erect <laughs> at the idea of Skyrim in space I'm like dude that's fucking cool I have a space and music theme podcast like this is gonna be great I was even like dude is there a way I could like combine the two like this could get really (laughs) crazy cool you know so and the and uh because it was like a an exclusive game Microsoft I don't think owns Bethesda but they have an exclusive agreement with them so now any Bethesda game uh, is available on game pass well at least a majority of them and if a new game comes out day one it launches on game pass so if you're subscribed to game pass you don't have to spend 60 dollars on the game it's there mm-hmm. and you could play it so obviously i'm hyped you know I'm, I'm super excited for that and the other game was 2k24 i'm a little basketball boy been really into yeah. basketball super excited for that that one i had to drop 60 dollars on but i was ready yeah. uh they had a they had a a Kobe challenge in the game called Mamba Moments where you get to play through Kobe's career. Super oh, fucking awesome. pumped about it. Yeah. Pretty sure Kobe, I don't know if it's a basic thing for Kobe to be your favorite basketball player, but I do think he is. All that to be said, had a lot to look forward to. I had two games that I was really excited for. I had some other games I was going to play. I was going to try to play some games with the boys. You know how it is, get the crew. For sure. Where are we landing, boys? You know what I'm saying? So I download Starfield, and it would. I had a... I downloaded it earlier in the week, went to just boot it up, try to get the graphical settings set up and I had a Windows error message. So it would not launch the game. So I got pretty frustrated, uninstalled the game, re- oh and by the way, the game's like 120 gigs.
1: That sounds about right. Yeah. So it took about 2
0: <laughs> fucking hours with high speed internet to download. So I had to uninstall it, reinstall it, got it working. Didn't want to play it though, wanted to save it till the weekend. So I save it till the weekend, boot it up, my fucking PC can't run it. No matter oh, what no. I did, it was just bad. I mean, I had it Don't on the Don't you low- have an
1: Xbox? I'm just kind of curious. Did you try? Like, I know you're more of a PC guy than an Xbox guy usually, but...
0: Well, I, I have a weird identity crisis as a gamer because sometimes I like to play certain games on, on consoles. Sometimes I like to play certain games on PC. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'm a mouse and keyboard guy. Sometimes I'm a controller guy. kind of have a little bit of an identity crisis. Like, I don't know what my preferred method is. It just totally depends on the game. Um, I have the original, not launch, but the same year as, as when the original Xbox One came out. So, my Xbox is a last-gen console. Gotcha. So, I I don't know if you've heard that term, last-gen, new-gen, next-gen, current-gen. No. So, like, a more simple way to put it, so when the PS2 was the main console, right? That Mm -hmm. was the current-gen console. The next-gen was the PS3. Gotcha, yeah. The last-gen was the PlayStation 1. Yeah. So, the Xbox that I own is the Xbox One, which is the last-gen console, the current-gen, is the Xbox Series X, the Xbox Series S, and the PS5? Okay. Yeah, it's annoying it's for very a lot confusing. of confusing. Very confusing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. As and as someone who is not a gamer, a very confusing sphere to enter into. Um, but with all that being said, yeah, I don't, I don't have anything new, and I do have a gaming PC, but it's, it is old, and that became very apparent. So it, um, did not run. Oh, it will not run on my Xbox One. That—that's yeah. what I was leading to. It—it can't. Apparently, I could play it with cloud streaming, but I—I it's been hit or so. Basically, if I I could potentially play it on cloud streaming, which is basically I'm str- I'm playing it on my Xbox, but it's streaming the game from an Xbox somewhere else in the world. Gotcha. That c- can run the game. I'm just concerned about the reliability of it. It's been pretty hit and miss for me. Uh, And I didn't even find that out till later. But with all that being said, my PC couldn't run it. No matter what the fuck I did, turning down the graphics, just trying to make it work. It would start to run for a while, and then the audio wouldn't be synced to what was happening in the game. And the the score would be going, and it would just stop, and it would be dead silence, and then it would go right back into it. So I just got more and more frustrated and pissed off at it. I, I just got more and more mad and I was like, if if it's not I mean, if it's not gonna run, it's not gonna run. I can't play it. The only good thing is I didn't spend money on the game. But I was like, Man, I was really hyped for this game. I was really excited about this, and I spent a whole evening trying to make the game work. Mm-hmm. Not playing it, just fucking around with settings, looking stuff up on Reddit, just trying to get it to work, and it wouldn't. And then I came across an article where somebody asked Todd Howard, the owner of Bethesda and said, Hey, why didn't you optimize the game for PC? And he said, we did. You need a better computer. Hmm. And I went, cool, dude. (laughs) Fuck you. Then you ain't getting $60. You motherfucker. I was like, dude, that's so he was like, it's a next gen PC game. I was like, first off, that's not how computers work. So, fuck you. Like, that's just the shittiest stance. Like, is there anything that you could have optimized at all? Like, you just basically are like, if your PC can't run it, fuck you. Now, did I look at the specs? No. I am pretty much have the minimum specs, so theoretically the game should be able to function at a normal level. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't. It just does not run. So, I'm like, that kind of feels like you put your minimum specs, but they don't seem accurate because I have them and it just won't fucking run yeah and look it happens with games it's not a new thing for pc gamers at all that there's a really awesome game out and your rig is old and it just won't run it but then for him to just basically say like well you should have known it's a next-gen pc game just get a better computer like okay so that kind of really makes me feel like you don't give two shits if people you know if it just it felt like pretty shitty for the consumer Mm, like it
1: yeah. And I I sorry if I didn't sound too surprised there. It's just that in the audio like world that happens all the time. Um like mm-hmm. These like recording softwares, um, companies will basically be like, you need to have a computer from the last like three to four years, um, and if not, we don't give a shit about you. Um, right. Well, like there are some ways like for for certain softwares and stuff. There's <laughs> there's ways that you can download like previous versions if you're if you don't have an operating system that's new enough. There's ways you can download like previous iterations of that same software that will work on your computer, but it doesn't have the newest features. But obviously with gaming, uh, that's something different because they're not going to completely optimize Starfield for older like for for, for computers that predate the current operating system I guess so not that I agree with him but I'm not surprised
0: right and and part of it I understand I guess it's like it's not it didn't make me mad because it is a reality to it like hey this is a a really high powered game Mm -hmm. this is not a you know a, a chill game you know, yeah, there's there's sure. a lot going on under the hood and I get that part, but it just felt like when people see, like this does not feel optimized for PC It's like, oh, it is. You just need a better computer. Yeah. It just felt very like PC master race about the whole thing mm-hmm. and just very elitist. And I'm already frustrated because I wanted to play the fucking game, Todd, and now I can't. <laughs> yeah. And you don't give a shit. And well, I'm just kind of like.
1: One of my one of my friends, uh, he basically he was telling me last weekend he did exactly what you were wanting to do. He's got the newest like Xbox or whatever, so he played it right. on his Xbox, and he spent the entire weekend Friday night to Monday morning playing it, and he said it was incredible. So sorry to rub it in, but I've heard great things about it. <laughs>
0: me too. I've heard I, and I've heard good and bad things yeah. about it, but I was just excited to give it a shot. Yeah. So that happened. So I started to get pretty discouraged and I started to have a zero to a hundred moment, which I have a lot of those and I'm like, fuck it. I'm just not going to play games. Then two K 24 happened. Yeah. Okay. So two K 24, I had bought it, downloaded it, booted it up. Things were going well. I was playing it kind of getting used to the new mechanics. I'm like, you know, getting, you know, getting my jumper down, getting down the field, this fucking with the camera, you know, doing all my shit, fucking with the graphics. (laughs) I got it. I got it running at like 75 frames smooth as butter and i was like (laughs) okay i and i started to get a little suspicious i'm like this feels really easy because i actually have not played many sports games on pc it was Mm -hmm. the first time i bought a like sports game to play on pc Mm -hmm. normally i almost only play sports games on consoles yeah but i wanted to play it on pc because i knew i could graphically get more out of the game and it would run a bit smoother and not as choppy Mm -hmm. so i was interested in that and i could still play with a controller then i booted up the my career mode for 2K24 there isn't one it's a mode that exists in the game on uh, on the next gen or oh on the current God. gen there's an entire story mode with cutscenes and this whole thing apparently on pc and the the previous generation consoles There's no story mode. You just hop in, create your guy, and you're a starter on whatever team you pick to play for. That's it. Wow, okay. And it looked identical to 2K23. It Mm. looked identical. The menus were exactly the same. There was nothing new. And I just was sitting... And then I looked at the reviews on Steam, and everyone was like, are you fucking kidding me? This is (sighs) the last-gen version? And people were like, "I should have known they didn't do any PC gameplay because they it, this is the game that's coming out on the PS4, not the PS5. They yeah. it's it's a different fucking game." And I was like, "You?" And then I and I was like, "I'm done." Hello, Steam, <laughs> give me my fucking money back. <laughs> the cool part about Steam is if you buy a game and you have less than two hours played on it, and it's in a certain amount of time, okay, you could get your money
1: back. Yeah, that's good. Yeah.
0: If you bought it digitally on a console, you're fucked. You right. do not. You cannot yeah. get a refund. You're absolutely fucked. So fortunately, I got my money back, uninstalled, and I just, dude, I I got my Xboxes in my closet. I uninstalled like half the games I had. I'm just like, I need a break. I need a break. I'm done for a while. I I, I spent a whole evening trying to get two games to work and doing all this research just to play these fucking games one just can't work on my computer the other one is an entirely different game than the game that I wanted to buy but it has yeah. the exact same fucking title
1: that's yeah that's super yeah. frustrating man
0: and I'm like dude I never really like to be Mr. Negative anymore in life like I, I try to make a step to be positive but I'm like the gaming culture is fucked and I'm done And I'm over it. I'm I'm not I'm I'm not giving these companies my fucking money. So I don't really think I'll I think I'm gonna be a lot like you, Mitch. I think I'm just gonna be aware of stuff happening, but I just I don't (laughs) I just don't care because I'm like I'm not I'm not spending sixty, seventy dollars on a video game for it to not work, for it to not be the full like how do you even legally get away with doing that you know what that's like that's like putting out a movie and one platform has the entire movie and the other (laughs) platform has half of the movie (laughs) but you pay the same amount to rent it like how is that legal how do you leave there is no regulatory (laughs) factors in this shit it's crazy because they didn't tell you that they didn't say 2k24 you know uh this version ge- generationally previous version like mm. you know there's just a part of the game that's not in there yeah i'm like how can you do that how's that legal and it's the same price <laughs> where's my kfc onsel dude <laughs> what happened to that like i don't know who to trust anymore
1: Yeah. No, that's crazy, man. Um, Yeah. I mean, I guess you could do what I do. Um, Yeah. Either live vicariously through friends and listen to them talk about it. Or um, when you do play, um, just go back to the same three or four games I've been playing for like five years. So old reliable. Yeah. And
0: and there's a subreddit that I I, I think I'm going to I'm going to look more into, but it's called r slash patient gamer are basically they're just all intentionally 10 years behind the curve yeah. because by the time that they buy a new console it's like a fraction of the price That's they get to fair. play all the yeah. games they wanted exactly. to play they're just like 10 years behind the curve and they don't care because they're like well i'm playing the game now yeah
1: exactly <laughs>
0: right <laughs> having a good time <laughs> why would i buy a 500 console where in 10 years i get it for like 50 bucks
1: yeah no kidding yeah <laughs> so The only only downside is that you're kind of, like, behind the conversation, though, because, like, you know, in 10 years, you're going to be like, oh, man, if you guys played fucking Starfield, it's awesome. And then your friends are going to be like, I think I remember that game. Like, (laughs) (laughs) no, I want to talk about it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, or they'll turn it into a TV show.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) Well, and I think the gaming industry has manipulated me into having FOMO. If I don't get to play the, the new games with my friends, I'm like, oh, oh yeah. my buddies are playing Starfield. Dude, I got to play it, dude. <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm not going to live my life that way anymore. Yeah. Like, I'm done. Like, I'm, I'm cutting the cord. Man, NBA Street Volume 2 is a pretty fucking good game. <laughs> That's not it gonna...
1: genuinely is.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like one of the best sports games ever made. And I'm like, fucking fuck you, dude. I'm <laughs> playing this shit on my PS2 that you bought <laughs> me. Right. <laughs> So, yeah, so uh, not the most optimistic Eli's Video Game Corner. I think, unfortunately, I'm taking a big old break. And not that anyone necessarily missed this segment. Uh, But if you ever tune into the podcast to get your gaming news, you're going to have to look elsewhere. (laughs) I I am not playing ball, motherfuckers. I'm not doing it.
1: i'm getting like uh old man screams at clouds uh vibes from this yeah yeah it's kind of what's happening
0: it just it just sucks when it really feels like they're genuinely ripping people off
1: no i completely get that man absolutely i would be uh yeah pretty pissed about that
0: and i'm not saying starfield necessarily is but i'm definitely saying like 2k is Mm -hmm. which sucks because of 2k i got into basketball like like football starts today and I'm super excited for it, but I'm way more excited for the fucking NBA season. I'm so pumped for that. So it just kinda it I just felt really let down and I felt like as a consumer I just felt really gypped off and and, and it has and it's not a new thing. I put up with a lot and I just let it go because it's the modern area of video games, but it ju- it just sucks. And mm. I'm just like this is a multi-billion dollar industry, and they are still pulling this shit they are just they do not have and then and games will i mean and they'll get flamed like the community will come out and say stuff when they need to but then other times it's just like well that's how it is Mm -hmm. well also like what's the ratio of like pc players to like
1: xbox players i'm also kind of wondering is this a capitalistic decision where they're like oh who cares like three percent of our business will be mad at us fuck them
0: yeah i think well, that is the thing. Well, if you have a current gen Xbox, you're good to go. But the one that could really run the game the best is a $500 console still. Yeah. And, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, that's a good point. I, I But I think there are – it's like basically that's what it is. If you are not on the current systems or the most current PC or, or whatever, that's the part they don't mind alienating because it's like, well, just get a new console. Why didn't you get the new console? But all mm. that tells me – well, that's why you're doing it. Like that's yeah. exactly why you're doing it. You're doing it to push the sales of consoles and PCs, and and it's just it. I it, I I'm just really disillusioned by it because I don't think it's like a coincidence. Let me put it that way. Like I'm going pretty much conspiracy theorist mode. It's just why. <laughs> it's the same reason that I. It's the same reason why I think Xbox controllers still take batteries. I <laughs> They're
1: partnering with big batteries.
0: <laughs> they don't, dude. Every other system does not use batteries in their That's controller. Yeah. Xbox controllers still fucking do. And, it, and micro- I guarantee you Microsoft owns a battery company somewhere. <laughs> I guarantee you they do.
1: Yeah, I mean, I that's a nice hot time. take, but, I mean, I I wouldn't – yeah, I wouldn't see that
0: uh, – yeah. I, I just wouldn't put it past them, and that's <laughs> yeah. why I'm like, I need a break. And yeah. then the level – and it ruined my weekend, and then that's when I got frustrated because, one, I was frustrated. I'm like, am I letting, like, video games ruin my weekend? But I'm like, yeah, it's what I want to fucking do with my weekend. If I want to sit here all weekend and watch every single Star Wars movie, and then Disney's like, no, nah, <laughs> we're taking them off, you know, I would have the same reaction. It's like, yeah. I had this planned – And bought stuff like I bought snacks and drinks, and I'm like, fuck (laughs) yeah, man! And it just crushed my my spirit, and I'm like, this weekend fucking sucks, dude. Man, dang. So, (laughs) but I feel better today, and I think the way I'm feeling better is just by being very angry at video games. So,
1: all right, well, damn, man. Well, I hope it's not the last video game corner. I always enjoyed those, um, but I completely understand your frustrations.
0: Yeah, at at least what I decided to do was have a more realistic reaction. I'm not done forever, but I'm taking a break. I might come back one day. And also my buddies play a lot of video games and I just, I either don't have a console that can run the video games they play or they play games that I genuinely just don't like. Mm -hmm. So I'm missing out kind of some like, Hanging out time with my buds. Yeah. Well,
1: you know, I mean, not to sound like an old man, an old boomer again, but um, when I was growing up, I didn't have an Xbox, so all my like friends were into Halo, um, and I specifically never got a chance to play Halo unless I was over at their house. Like I would be hanging out with my cousin. Oh, he's got Xbox. He's got Halo. So we'll play Halo. It was definitely a community-driven thing, and this was even kind of before like LAN parties were a thing. Like you literally had to have a friend that owned this game, play with them in this same room. And, uh, you know, that's what I liked about video games. It's a community driven aspect. And, um, I mean, obviously it's still there. They're just moving the community to like an online platform and you can, you know, chat with your friends while you do it. And that's still super cool, but still man, being in the same room, sharing the same snacks, as you said,
0: (laughs) it's, it's, it's a core memory that I've never been able to recreate. Yeah. And I just feel old and fucking bad and sad. And my little gamer boy penis is just as soft as ever. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I feel like
1: my my friend that was talking about playing Starfield, I feel like if I were like, hey man, uh, can I come over to your house next weekend and play Starfield? He'd be like, That's kind of weird. Like, no.
0: Yeah, because, like, you know what happens? Almost like this has happened in our friendship. You'll come over, and I actually showed you the new Halo game. Uh But because I just have this little computer monitor, I had to, like, (laughs) Play it at that's a right. fucking angle and you're just like kind of like kind of like squinting at it, like yeah well, exactly. I guess it looks cool. <laughs> like it's just not the fucking same anymore. Right. Yeah. So it's yeah, it's a lot of weird feelings, but yeah. yeah. So well, that's where I'm at. So I just I don't know. We kind of had to fill some air here today. So <laughs> I thought I'd bring Damn, back in. A... don't tell them that. <laughs> uh but yeah, so uh that's where I'm at with uh with that. Uh but and we're back. All Sweet. right. Well, thank you for letting me have a video game corner segment, Mitch. I know it's really off brand for the <laughs> right. the podcast, but hey, maybe you could do a YouTube corner sometime. Because honestly, yeah. I kind of I kind of miss those. Those are fun. I might. Um, yeah. It's <laughs> it it. it I, I guess in a weird way, it's kind of to fill air, but I think it's just to include something mildly interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I feel like while we are a music podcast, it's just. I don't know. It's cool to mix it up. You know, it's like, I think the whole point of this and Two Friends, Three Questions was to still talk about what interests us. And yeah, definitely. I, I think if we are entertaining, that's when we are entertaining is when we talk about stuff that we're passionate about and we care about. So,
1: Completely. Yeah.
0: yeah, that's the way I felt about it. But with all that being said, I finished the bushel nice. and I'm exhausted. Um, <laughs> so I'm busting out the little mickey ultra baby hey not bad yeah kind (laughs) of undry my mouth so here we go (laughs) seriously (laughs) um but mitch i'm super excited for why we are gathered here today uh i want you to kick it off because this was your idea and a damn good one so i think yeah well so
1: I mean, I call it out, um, Erica. This was kind of Erica's idea. So, oh yeah, um, my bad. That's right. I that. we basically, long story short, we were in Cincinnati last weekend, and um, I went to this uh, really cool kind of record store. And um, uh, uh, off subject, but while I was there, i also picked up a Charles Manson record um, that I haven't. Uh, had the balls to spin yet, but I'm looking forward <laughs> to it. Um, kind of weird, but anyway, they they had kind of weird shit like that. It was called like something Records and Oddities. Um, so they had all it all had all sorts of cultish shit there. But as I'm getting ready to check out, I rec I noticed that they had these little he had a little box of like what looked like baseball cards, but it says Rock Cards, um, Series One. So I was like, oh, that's fun. It was a few bucks, so I just picked one out and uh, bought one. And then I I told Eric I was like, hey I'm pretty excited about this. This looks interesting. She's like, you should get another one for Eli to do it on the podcast. I'm like, that's why I married you. So. <laughs> that is. <laughs> so I went back, um, picked up another one, and then gave you one. So, yeah, basically, um, hearkening back to the, uh, I think we did this on one of our uh, like baseball corners or dugout episodes, what we called them. Um, we ripped open some baseball cards. Um, I, we're going to do something similar. We have this little packet of rock cards, um, unopened from 1992, I believe, which I didn't even know at the time. But... Um, yeah, we're just gonna kind of uh, see what's in here, see what it's all about. They, uh, w- yeah, what you you did a little bit of research on them, and what'd you find out?
0: Sorry, so, yeah, sorry, sorry, <laughs> out. I was thinking a picture of them because I just thought I could. Uh, we should have a picture to put on the Facebook post. Yeah, you know, good so idea. People see it. And I was like, I guess I could have found one online, but it felt more offended to take a picture <laughs> of the ones we have. Sure. Uh, yeah, I did some research with these. And, yeah, these came out in, like, 1991, 92 was kind of when these were in circulation. Um, And they're actually pretty impressive. I mean, they have a bunch of people in here. They've got, like, the 80s hair metal people. They got, like, I think, like, Alice Cooper is a card. Like, but they also had metal, which I was kind of impressed by, like Anthrax, Iron Maiden. They had Ooh. a bunch of... I think even like Biohazard or somebody. I kind of <laughs> I kind of forget who it was. Somebody really unexpected. Uh, but yeah, they're just like uh, collectible trading cards of fucking musicians. And I just thought that was really cool. Um, apparently, they kind of can go for some money. There's like stickers, I think, that are a big thing in here. There's like these full band cards, like... It, it is, like, a whole thing. I don't really know how many series they did. I don't know how popular they were. But, I mean, some of these that get graded as, like, PSA 10s are worth, like, upwards of $300. A lot of them range from, like, obviously dirt cheap to, but, like, a lot of them were, like, 60, 70 bucks still.
1: Yeah, totally, man. And if we rip any of those three hundred dollars ones, this will be the last podcast we ever do. We're gonna, we're gonna sail off into the sun. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is this is quite an investment for us here. So, um, but yeah. So the only other thing I wanted to add is I want to open these. But what I thought the way to turn this into a little bit more of a game um, is because uh, I remember on the dugout episodes uh, we did do some baseball cards opening, and it mm-hmm. was a little boring. Yeah. So I thought what could be fun with this is once we have the whole pack open and we, and we look at everything, you and me will create our own super group out of the musicians that we have and sort of competitively try to make the coolest super group out of our pack of cards. Uh, I thought we could pick a genre that they play and maybe even come up with a band name. Oh, I like it. So we could kind of create our, uh, you know, kind of a random supergroup out of these. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, with all that being said, I say let's get into it. Is there a certain way that we want to open them and talk about them? Like, do we want to open them and maybe not look at all of them, and like maybe you t- you you pull out three and talk about them. I pull out three and talk about them. Yeah, I, I think that sounds good. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I, what I'm going to do is I'm going to open mine, but not open them all the way, so I could keep some mystery.
1: Okay, sounds good.
0: Yeah, for example, I'm looking at a back of a card right now. I have no idea what it is. Okay. So I'm going to kind of open it that way, and then what do you think? We Is three a good number? We'll just, like, go through yeah. three of them one at a time and then just go back and forth?
1: Yeah, I think that's a, that's a good number. Yes, sir.
0: Okay. Well, I think in honor of this being Erica's idea and your idea, I think you should go first. So I think you should just go one at a time and do three of them, and let's see what you get.
1: Okay, sounds good. First three I pulled out of the rock card set. Malcolm Young, A C D C.
0: Oh, I saw him. Okay, oh, that's cool.
1: That's pretty sick. It's got uh, stats on the back. It's oh that's kinda cool. It's like a ba- it really is like a baseball card where it has stats about, you know, what instrument he plays, his birthday. Oh um a little quick a little bio. Oh, that's that's super cool. Alrighty, so Malcolm Young is my first pull. Is it holographic or is that just the light? I was actually just looking at that. I think it might just be the light.
0: Okay. They have um, a like a, a they're very shiny.
1: <laughs> they are, yeah.
0: Is is the vibe I'm getting.
1: Next one, Rob McKillop from Exodus.
0: Oh, yeah. is he the oh. singer? Uh bass guitar. Bass player, okay
1: Yeah, that's why I didn't recognize the name.
0: Yeah. I don't know anybody's <laughs> name in Exodus. I barely oh, remember it. Oh fucking A.
1: I'm so excited about this one. Vince Neal, Motley Crue. Vince Neal, Motley (laughs) Crue. That's so awesome.
0: Looking very 80s. All right, let's do mine. Yeah. No time to waste like the present. I got, oh my gosh. What the fuck? Bloss Ellis from Slaughter? (laughs) Okay. Uh,
1: Not sure who that is.
0: He is a drummer. Uh yeah i don't know this band at all okay that's kind of a dud no idea okay i'm gonna listen to slaughter though and all definitely famous. i like the name ah <laughs> another acdc man chris slade nice the temporary drummer for like a couple years i know he played on the <laughs> razor's edge album and that's about all i know
1: okay okay uh <laughs> i do
0: have a uh Oh, here we go. Chris Slade was drafted by ACDC in nineteen ninety following the departure of drummer Simon Wright. Um he did stints with Manfred Mann's Earth Band. That's kind of oh, cool. Wow, yeah. Uh, the firm <laughs> featuring Jimmy Page and Gary Moore. Uh and yeah, he played on the Racers Edge album, I knew that. Uh he plays a Pearl Drum set, and I wonder if it says what this guy played with Slaughter. No. <laughs> okay all right my third Sick. one another chris slade baby are you serious
1: <laughs> oh no oh wow what well, if that's... the rest is just chris, chris Slade?
0: <laughs> <laughs> we fucking repackaged them right all right well mine's my pack is kind of turning up as a dud so far yeah. do another three for us here Mitch. okay
1: sounds good um okay so i have got Rod Morgenstein M- Morgenstein not sure um, from Winger Drums
0: <laughs> Oh okay I don't I don't really know much about that
1: Hip. Yeah I know I know of Winger yeah.
0: I know Kip Winger which I find very odd that they named the band after the lead singer slash bass player cuz I that's the biggest part about Winger I remember is it's named after the main guy Kip Winger who sings and then also plays bass
1: Sure, right. And they had that yeah. song
0: about fucking a 17-year-old. <laughs> okay. Yeah, she's only... I don't... Th- yeah. What is it? What is- you don't remember that song? 17? No. She's only okay. 17.
1: Uh, okay, gotcha,
0: gotcha. Yeah, he wants to fuck um, a 17-year-old.
1: Right on, right on. <laughs> yeah. Great
0: guy, I'm sure. Um,
1: you know what? I have been confused this whole time because I got... This is so embarrassing. I got Winger and Striper
0: confused. <laughs>
1: And I was like, dude, I'm pretty sure they're, like, a Christian rock band.
0: Oh, uh, that's who Striper is. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And I was like, a
1: song about fucking a 17-year-old band? I don't think that's right, but no, I'm, okay. Yeah, that's how much I know about 80s metal. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, fair. Alrighty, so then we've got just a band card, Iron Maiden. Oh, hell yeah. Nice. Run to the hill.
0: <laughs> Not the coolest band card ever. I was kind of hoping for like Eddie to be on there and shit. But... Yeah, that would have been awesome, but
1: it's just, uh, I guess, picture of the band.
0: Yeah, fair enough.
1: Um, and then next, I've got Dave King from Katmandu Oh, they're they're from Ireland, apparently.
0: Dune. I know the band name, and that's it. Does it? Does it have any indication what they're? Their one yeah. hit
1: probably was. Well, I'll read the bio because I think that'll that'll help out a little bit, add some context. Okay. Um, Dave King shot to fame when he was selected to front the band Fastway by former motorhead guitarist Fast Eddie Clark in 1982. Okay. The Carrot Top vocalist recorded a pair of five five either says five or fine albums um not both <laughs> okay oh uh, with Fastway before forming his own short-lived group qed now leading his latest band katmandu into action with a hard-hitting debut
0: i know that band but i cannot think of yeah, anything about them huh okay well yeah, i i will say already a fun part of this it's going to encourage me to listen to some music that i probably oh, absolutely wouldn't think yeah. about otherwise so that's pretty cool yeah for sure uh, those that was 3, right? Yeah, that was 3. Okay. All right, hop back into mine. Uh, Charlie Bennett from Anthrax, baby. Hell yeah. He Oh, profile. Charlie is a multi-talented guy.
1: <laughs> that's what, is that all it says? <laughs> no. They're... Okay. But that's his... That would have been amazing. <laughs> that's his
0: profile and then it and then it does kind of like a bio. Um Yeah, I don't know. Not a lot to say. I've got a lot of drummers, dude. I'm about to make a fucking drum only super group. <laughs> Right. Something that's ever been done before. Uh I got Kurt my here from Salty Dog. What the fuck is that? I don't know. <laughs> he also plays the what is this? Only drums? Was it this guy? Dude, I've only got drummers. Are you serious? These have all been drummers, dude. Oh, no. uh, a drummer at age eight, uh, Kurt. His name is Kurt with an H, which is obnoxious. You for sure. Uh, yeah. Moved from his home in Sacramento to LA and together with Michael Hannon formed Salty Dog. An uncanny the ability to both bash the drums and carve out a groove gives this true musician a chance to join his heroes, Buddy Rich and John Bottom. I fucking doubt <laughs> it. I've never heard of him before. Right. Um... Yeah, whatever. That's a that's it with him. So okay. Yeah. So I, God, if I get another drummer, <laughs> here we go. I got Frank Bellio, the bass player for Anthrax.
1: Okay, gotcha. What if your super group was just
0: Anthrax? Anthrax. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. With with five drummers, five different drummers. <laughs> right. Okay, all right. Well, that's what I have. So that was three. I got the drummer for Anthrax, the bass player for Anthrax, and the uh, drummer for Salty Dog.
1: Okay, sick. Um, Okay, then my next one is Eric Brittingham from Bass Guitar from Cinderella. Oh. Yay. (laughs) Yay, Cinderella.
0: (laughs) These are a little bit more 80s hair metal than I thought they'd be, which is...
1: I know. I was really hoping that I would know more of these people. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of people I don't know uh oh i think okay adrian vandenberg didn't recognize the name but uh from white snake good specialty is guitar slash songwriter
0: um good guitar player i mean white snake has some killer solos but god white snake is terrible
1: (laughs) uh yeah you know they yeah they have a couple hits and then the rest i don't really care about so
0: i don't even like their hits. like that here i go again (laughs) stupid fucking song (laughs)
1: i don't mind it I, I i'm every once in a while i find myself in a mood to listen to it
0: <laughs> I, I mean look there's 80s hair metal i like and just 80 hair metal i don't like Is yeah. is all i'm you know is all i'm getting at but yeah okay. ne- never yeah. never really fucked with like cinderella white snake like that though those yeah. are kind of where i draw the line poison i fucking hate poison
1: oh same
0: yeah, yeah. skinny <laughs> oh,
1: skinny pop
0: <laughs> makes me want to fucking murder my family that, that's why people were killing their families they just they <laughs> heard unskinny bop too many fucking times or skinny bop or jiffy pop or whatever that fucking shit's called I,
1: yeah i think it's jiffy pop
0: yeah i think it probably was jiffy pop yeah. i actually just got in an argument with my wife about whether or not they still make jiffy pop a pretty heated <laughs> argument about whether or not they do
1: what was your stance
0: that they did and she said she was very convinced that now so what i think we were both kind of right most of our arguments in this way they still make jiffy pop but it's like they do not put it in stores at all like yeah okay i think the closest (laughs) store that sold it was like 50 miles away so okay (laughs) because i wanted jiffy pop i wanted to do the thing on the oven with the jiffy pop
1: yeah 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 i thought i feel like i've seen it at stores maybe not i thought recently yeah anyway maybe i was wrong um next one jimmy bleacher from the band salty dog oh shit salty dog you want to trade after this
0: dude honestly because if i can make uh the entirety of anthrax and salty dog now i will say salty dog not a bad band name i definitely will be listening to salty dog
1: yeah, for sure. Yeah, I want to see what they're all about. Absolutely. <laughs> so so far, so far, I've been kind of categorizing mine. Um, I, I have different piles started for when we do the uh, yeah uh, uh, do the super group thing. I have a lot of vocalists, um, and so far only one drummer and only one guitarist. So
0: I have <laughs> I'm doing the exact same thing, which is hilarious that we didn't even have to talk about that. <laughs> Uh, I have five drummers and a basement, so we might have to like maybe do a little bit of a draft and trading here to uh, yeah. actually make a, an actual group of musicians. Um,
1: yeah, I will. I will happily trade you a vocalist for a guitarist. Okay, fair enough. Let's see if I get one.
0: Okay. All right, here we go. Dan Preed, who is another fucking drummer. <laughs> Are you serious? and his band is the dan preed network <laughs> i hate this guy already he seems annoying Let, let's let's get a little info here drummer dan preed first met vocalist dan reed in 1973 no, stop his name's dan preed and he met vocalist dan reed that doesn't sound real yeah, but it wouldn't no. be for another 11 years till the two young rockers would again join forces. Oh, it's the Dan Reed Network. My bad. Dan has been an integral part of the band's rapid growth from their first mini-LP, Breathless, released in 1985 through their latest success, Slam.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: Goddamn. I, well, I, I'm going to listen to these guys, but you're telling me that two people on this earth, one was named Dan Preed and one was named Dan Reed? And they met each other, <laughs> right. and then made a band, <laughs> and they called it the Dan Reed Network. Which I feel like it should have been the Reed and Preed Network. You know what I'm saying? I'm yeah, probably not sure, saying right? this guy's his last name right. And somebody's <laughs> just like, "It's not his fucking name, dude. It's Preed." <laughs> All right. Well, I've got seventy thousand drummers. All right. Let's see my next one here. No. Oh, I got. They're sticking together. Okay. I'm trying to trying to keep it a secret oh tony iomi from savage oh,
1: dude that's a good one that's a good poll
0: man yeah that's pretty cool okay tony iomi's heavy-handed riffs may be more responsible than anything for the advent of heavy metal having lost the tips of his fingering hand weird way to phrase that you could have said his <laughs> left hand <laughs> or no his right hand he's a left-handed guitarist uh in a, in a childhood accident well he I don't know if he was a child. I mean, he was working in it. It was in a sheet metal factory, but I guess maybe he, <laughs> it was England in like the yeah. 40s. Maybe maybe it was.
1: Shut, labor laws are different over there. Yeah, very true. Uh,
0: Iomi <laughs> developed a unique playing style laden with powerful riffs. Uh, well, he had to tune down his guitar. Who wrote these? He, the only reason that's relevant is he had to tune down the guitar for his fingers to be able to to actually play, which is why they right, yeah. tune down their guitar. That's the how okay. He's been the only member of Black Sabbath to remain in the group throughout uh its lengthy history. Really? Okay. Uh all right, I got one more. I'm just like really questioning the that's that was a shitty bio for Tony Ion.
1: You're fact checking rock cards?
0: I, I kind of am, It's it's not wrong, it's just not relevant. like, it's just bad. Sure, yeah. You know, but gotcha. I am, yeah, I'm Mark Slaughter from Slaughter. Slaughter. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hey.
1: No, wait, so Slaughter is the band you haven't heard of, right? Or have you?
0: I'm pretty unfamiliar with Slaughter, I don't know anything okay. about him. Apparently the guy's name is Mark Slaughter, which let's be honest, not his real last name
1: it can't be it it's can't too be. perfect and they pulled a winger <laughs> they
0: did winger right. they just took the <laughs> they d- <wingered> it <laughs> they wingered it they took the lead singer's last name and that's what they called the band there's no way uh with his wide octave range and vocal powers mark slaughter has quickly become one of the leading front of rock and roll whether on stage or in the studio mark never holds back The idea of slaughter is to bring emotion back into rock and roll, says Mark. All of our songs have a real bluesy (laughs) feel with a a definite melodic bass. It's downright hard, nasty, and loud, just the way we like it. I guarantee you this band music sucks.
1: I, you know, I'm reading um, on their Wikipedia, and it says glam metal, hard rock, heavy metal. Um, Toured with bands as Kiss, Poison, Ozzy Osbourne. Um, yeah, they might suck, but I'm definitely willing to give it a try.
0: (laughs) I'll listen to like the, so far, I mean, obviously I know ACDC, I know Anthrax, uh, but between the Dan Reed network, Slaughter and Salty Dog, that's all new to me. I have never listened to any of those bands. Yeah. So that is all new, (laughs) but I do have a singer. A bass player, a guitarist, and like seven hundred drummers. So, <laughs>
1: right on, dude.
0: <laughs> so I got an interesting set of uh, people already. I I think we only have about like f- what I'm I'm trying not to look at them too much, but I'm looking at about maybe like five left. So we're getting at the end here. I was so. just
1: I was just thinking that too. Yeah, I have. I'm not. I'm. Yeah, I think I have five left. Yeah. Okay. So okay, pull the next three. Ah, Cece DeVille, Poison. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now cc deville is a very fucking good guitarist crazy absolutely i hate poison but that guy can shred a guitar he's a very sure. very good guitarist yeah,
1: yeah. um that picture's kind of badass too yeah he's I mean, uh, i'm he- just trying to admire the artwork yeah. the Uh, Okay, this one. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Ricky Rocket, drums from Poison. Is he fucking skateboarding? Yes, that picture is even better. Yeah. He's skateboarding. Oh, that's so cool. Influences, the Beatles, (laughs) James Brown, and Aerosmith. Ugh. (laughs) One of those things is not like the other. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But, hey, I
0: mean, hey, I got to be honest. He's the only thing making me like Poison right now is yeah. the fact that his card is not him by a drum set. It's him fucking skateboarding. Him Let's go, dude. Shredding, dude. So shredding, shredding. It. <laughs> Respect.
1: Okay, and then I pulled... <laughs> ah, Blas Elias from S- Slaughter. Oh, that's the same guy you you pulled, right?
0: Yeah, but a totally different picture. So let's compare. This oh, is just a okay. this is just like a profile pick. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, I've
1: got an action pick. Yeah, he's yeah. actually
0: drumming and everything. Drummer. Okay. Yeah. What's the number on the back? Mine is two twelve. Mine says one hundred seventy seven. Oh, okay. Interesting. Huh. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. I'm gonna do my next three. First one I got. I got Dave Sabo from Skid Row. Okay, another band that I kind of hate from the eighties. Oh wow, <laughs> this guy does not have a bio. Fuck him. He's yeah. Fuck him. You're. I'm not picking you over Tony Iommi. His uh, his name is Dave the Snake S- Sabo. Uh, his specialty is guitar. His birthday is September sixteenth. No year. He. <laughs> is from Parlin, New Jersey, and his influences are Kiss, Judas Priest, Aerosmith, Van Halen, Iron Maiden, and Randy Rose. I have a sneaking suspicion this guy was not in the band long.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He has not a lot
0: going on. (laughs) Now, my next one, I kind of saw what it was, but it is in the entire band of Skid Row oh okay sick i got a i got a full band (laughs) card from skid row here so i'll go ahead and read this uh just because we've only had one other one skid row was formed in 1987 by guitarist dave the snake Sabo, so he's a founding member and bassist uh rachel bolan did they have a girl bass player uh i'm i'm looking at
1: the wikipedia page actually right now um no, he looks like a dude <laughs> uh maybe no, his, his birth name is james richard southworth he goes by rachel bolan
0: for some reason god the 80s were so weird yeah the addition of <laughs> wild man vocalist sebastian bach guitarist scotty hill and drummer rob afuso turned this five-member rock and roll band into both a leader in major force in rock music skid Skid Row creates a combination of reckless and sheer honesty for launching them out of the New York slash New Jersey area in today's music scene. Maybe that's the only respect I got from them—is they're from Jersey, but that's about it.
1: Yeah, I uh, I was kind of curious because I I was on the Wikipedia page for Skid Row. Um and and then i it led me to the rachel Bolin person um and I, I thought this might have been the case but yeah he chose that as a stage name because it's a tribute to t-rex front man mark
0: Bolin. <laughs> uh cool but where's rachel coming from
1: <laughs> yeah that one i don't
0: know <laughs> i mean i guess that's a weird detail to get hung up on but i'm just right. like why just why did you pick rachel i just don't i guess i don't get it um So I have one more out of the three to do here. Okay. Oh, Nick uh, Menza from Megadeth, who plays the drums and also does backup vocals. Okay, that's... Ooh,
1: another drummer, but a Megadeth drummer. So that's like one of the better ones you've pulled.
0: I think so, especially not knowing any of the other band's music besides Chris Slade and ACDC. And let's be honest, (laughs) he's not exactly killing it. He did have this thing where when they would be on tour... He would have his normal drum set, but on the sides would be two giant fucking bass drums. Okay. So when they would do Thunderstruck and you know yeah. and he's doing the hi hat, he would go thunder and like hit him on the side. <laughs> it was pretty cool. That's pretty sick. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty cool. <laughs> um this guy, his interests are motocross and scuba diving. And he's also a new member. And he record he was on the album Rust in Peace, which if I remember correctly is not a very good Megadeth album, but it's been a while
1: okay
0: all right Mitch do your last right. two I'll do my last two and then we're gonna make a weird super group for sure okay
1: so I'm saving my I think that's a sticker card I would wait have I I don't think it is I don't know anyway um last actual card I have is Mick Mars guitar uh, Motley Crue I almost said Snake. Motley Crue oh yeah <laughs> You hate Motley Crue, don't you? Oh, yeah. they're Not <laughs> yeah, only is sure. their
0: music terrible, they're terrible fucking people.
1: Terrible people, yeah. Yeah, so. <laughs> I'm psyched about it, man. I think I think their music's decent, but I agree with you. They're terrible people.
0: I mean, I like Dr. Feelgood, and that's like it, but yeah. then they're also like terrible people, and they kind of made a career on, hey, remember when we were really shitty, and then Vince Neil, drunk driving, like killed people with a fucking car.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I, you know what? I have a little bit of respect for Vince Neal because he is the one who I think like did kind of like go into rehab, kind of turn his life over. And I remember he did have a podcast that they would play on like a, a local rock radio station. Uh, they would play a show that he hosted, whether it was a podcast, mm-hmm. I don't remember. And uh, yeah, he knew that he was kind of a a very shitty person, and I think he actually talked about that uh, accident, and uh, it's like a really big thing for him. Mm. Um, I I just it's just hard. It's just hard because it's like that was your whole image. Like you guys knew what you were doing. Right. Um, yeah. And you fucked each other's wives and killed people and uh, kind of technically raped someone. So I I don't know. It's just it's just hard to really appreciate them because I'm like, you're on record and sold books and made TV shows and movies about how terrible you were. Like, you're yeah. you're proud of it.
1: Right. And they're also <laughs> terrible
0: live now. So, yeah, they yeah. Dinosaurs of rock and roll is how I feel. <laughs> Sorry. That was a lot. <laughs> sorry
1: no that's awesome um okay my last one i don't fully understand what this is um it's not i don't think it's a band i think it's just like a cool artwork thing um it says general Vic launch that must be the name of a. I think this is kind of like a cabbage patch or not cabbage patch um garbage pail kids kind of thing it's almost kind of this um like fictional character that's like drawing of a guy sitting in front of like a a map and he's getting
0: ready to launch some sort of a bomb i think that is Um, supposed to be i think that's the stick on card what does it say under his name
1: it says ed repka who i must be the artist that made this i think okay um it doesn't feel like a sticker it just feels like a shitty quality it might be a sticker i don't want to fuck it up though yeah, what? Yeah, you know what? I think it is. I think it is. Okay, it's a really shitty quality sticker.
0: <laughs> that's okay. That 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 feels like what we should look up. I see one of mine. My last one. It looks really cool, by the way. Also, sorry.
1: The card. Yeah, mine. Yeah, I think so too. I like the artwork on it. It's the skeleton guy that um, some sort. Well, obviously some sort of general uh-huh. that's about to launch. I, yeah. It's it's given me some like garbage pale kids vibes. <laughs> you know what? It also
0: is reminding me of is the heavy metal art style yeah like definitely like the movie the con or the comic that then became a movie you know what i'm talking about you've seen heavy mm-hmm. metal right
1: no no i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> <Fucking> what? Really? <laughs> i'm sorry i don't i i guess i'm not cool enough i don't know what you're talking about whoa
0: okay all right we'll save that for another day okay yeah that's crazy okay Uh, Let's do my last two. Uh, I had the entire band of Warrior Soul. Whoa,
1: that's a badass name. I don't know who they are either. Yeah, kind of a good name. (laughs) These
0: guys look like dweebs.
1: (laughs) For sure. But let's read
0: their little bio here. In 1988, Corey Clark did his last performance art show in NYC before starting the band that would stretch his creativity to the limit. That band is Warrior Soul. The supporting cast consists of bassist Pete McLannan, drummer Mark Evans. Mark Evans, I know who that is. He's drummed on, I think he may have drummed for Soundgarden at one point. Oh, really? I know Mark Evans. Maybe Pearl Jam. And guitarist John Rico. The group recorded their debut LP, Last Decade Dead Century. Oh, that's a rough name. And late 1989. And it was called the album of the year by Metallica's Lars Ulrich. (laughs) All right. Uh, With the rich blend of metal and blues influences, warrior souls seem well prepared for a long stay atop the rock world. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, foreshadowing. Oh, what'd you find out?
1: All right. I found an article. Uh, According to BBC News, two men and a woman from Essex have been charged with the murder of former Warrior Soul drummer Mark Evans, whose burnt body was found in a wheelie bin, whatever that is, London weirdos, uh, in an East London car park last week. <laughs> Damn!
0: Sorry, Mark.
1: I, that's crazy. Yeah, I'm pretty speechless on that one. I didn't,
0: I didn't expect that at all. Wow,
1: yeah, no idea. Damn, huh? We we got to do a whole episode on
0: that. Yeah, I you know what? Ooh, we should do a uh, just an episode (laughs) on rock murders. Just fucking, for sure. Yeah, we could do that. All (laughs) right. So my little whoa, I
1: just love. Sorry, I got I got to harp on this real quick. Okay, just the the Moros. Like, yes, a man found burned dead in a wheelie bin in a wheelie bin <laughs> it must be some sort of trash can right like i don't know
0: <laughs> yeah. what do yeah, probably I mean? a wheelie? could you imagine <laughs> mitchell daisy found dead in a wheelie bin like come on man <laughs> dude, i got a cooler name for it a willy a whirly gig come on dude like have some respect man i was murdered yeah i was murdered you can't <laughs> call it a fucking trash can <laughs> right <laughs> Maybe they felt the trash can is a little bit too harsh. Well, it's a willy bin. It's nice. It's it's a willy bin.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Focus on that.
0: Uh. All right. (laughs) All right. What were you going to say? What you got? Oh, yeah. So my little fucking. You looked so excited. Yeah. This thing is fucking gnarly. Seasons of the Abyss.
1: That's badass.
0: This is by, I believe, Larry Carroll. And I don't really have anything. I don't even know how to describe it. It's like this ethereal floating head that's like sucking up souls from a graveyard. Hell yeah. This is fucking pretty gnarly. I'm really into it. Oh, it says 1991 Slayer at the end of mine. You should look at yours. Is, this, is the copyright, is there a band name at the end?
1: Oh, yeah. I didn't even see that. Yeah, 1991
0: Megadeth. Ah, there we go. And that actually looks like a Megadeth cover. So this is probably just art that they either took off an actual album or just something they did based off a song or something. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know Slayer or Megadeth that well, so I don't know any of that. Um, but yeah, no, that, that's actually really. Oh.
1: Okay, so I think it's actually like artists because I, I just Googled like um, Ed Repka, who's apparently the guy that drew this, but apparently he is a graphic artist that did a lot of metal band covers, uh,
0: album covers. Oh, okay. So it's probably a cover so, of, of yeah. an album or maybe an alt cover that maybe it wasn't the release or Right, something.
1: maybe just like a, yeah, for sure. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Yeah,
0: okay. Well, here's what I have to say. These Also, the company that released these was called Brockham, by the way, which is Ooh. not a card company now. Yeah. Um, but yeah no I mean these are cool these are fun like I could see that if you were like in the in the early 90s and you were kind of like a you know like a 17 18 year old and you're getting into metal and heavier music these would be super fun to buy and like trade around with your yeah. friends and if the the stickers actually work I could see you like putting them all <laughs> along your wall oh, you yeah. know what I mean like <laughs> so I mean this is a really cool idea um it is definitely a niche music it actually is like metal or heavy rock. Like I thought they had more pop artists and maybe I just got confused and I just, I like I thought they had a Michael Jackson card and a Thriller card. Yeah. I I yeah. thought they did. And uh, maybe they do. I don't know. I so but definitely pretty niche. We're definitely in the in the metal and heavy rock era. Um so I do have somebody at least in every position so I could make some kind of band. Yeah. Okay, you can yeah. too. Now, same the yeah. ones that we have, the entirety of the bands sort of drafted. Are we able to use the people from these bands if we don't have them? What do you think there?
1: I think yeah. If you don't have yeah, if you don't have any, if you're if you're lacking any sort of instrumentation, feel free to pull from one of those band cards. But I I don't need to. I have at least <laughs> four groups accounted for, so that's what I'm gonna do.
0: <laughs> me too but that could be plan b i i would say you could tap into yeah. that if you really want to but i have people from both those okay so let's make a super group <laughs> we doing four <laughs> uh it could really be what you want it to be i don't i think i think the only thing is like you should try to come up with a genre but like make it realistic don't make it like polka sure you know come yeah, come I up gotcha. with kind of a realistic genre <laughs> Uh, It could have as many or as few people as you want it to be. I guess in all fairness, you don't have to make a full band if you don't want to. That's true. That's true. Acoustic could be an option, (laughs) like C.C. DeVille, also a good acoustic guitarist.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) You know, whatever. I mean, I'm looking at, like, a pretty traditional lineup. Okay, are, are trades on the table? Do we want to talk about trades? uh yeah you know i think i'm you know just for the purpose yeah of let's what we're doing.
1: let's do a trade no i do want to do a trade i just i just realized it that my depth chart is lacking in one specific area okay, that's awesome so. okay <laughs> all right all right what are you thinking um well i would like to maybe snag a drummer from you hell yes but i don't want to but i don't want to like take a you know the drummer that you want so i guess give me some options and then what are you what are you needing so here's what I'm thinking.
0: I have two Chris Slades. I'm pretty sure cloning should not be allowed. So <laughs> sure. I'm gonna I'm gonna offer you up a Chris Slade for Malcolm Young. I want a solid rhythm
1: section. Ooh, that's a good one. Um, I also have okay. You know what? Yeah, I'll do that. Okay. I'll, t- I'll take that trade. Okay. Yeah. All right. So Malcolm Young is yours. All right.
0: So I will give you Chris Slade. So I will give you that drummer. I now have Malcolm Young. And actually.
1: Quality quality content,
0: dead air. Yeah, just dead air. <laughs> well, you're, you're hearing the gears are turning, man. So I kind of have a tall task because I have so many drummers. I got to pick the best fucking drummer. And then I have to like pick what they're gonna play. Like, are they going really heavy? Or are they? Oh man. Okay, this is actually getting kind of hard for me now. <laughs> now I'm really thinking about this. Do you... Wow, that took a. Li- I, we took that really seriously.
1: <laughs> we did.
0: Yeah, for the listeners, there was probably a ten minute break right there where we put this shit together. So we have created individually. There was a little bit of trading. There was some draft picks that we were giving up next year. There was some front office works. So I had a contract <laughs> issue. There was a lot going on behind the scenes. But I think we have finally landed our final lineups for our ultimate supergroups based off the musicians that we pulled today. So I, I have no idea who should go first. Should we reveal the whole band first? I don't. I, I. What do we do here, Mitch? What do you think would be best? Yeah,
1: I think yeah, reveal the full band first, then the, and you can go and then I can go because I think it would be a little too confusing to just kind of like list off bases. So let's uh, okay. Yeah, just take turns that way. If that's okay.
0: Cool. Do you want to go first? Or you want me to go first?
1: You know, I'll go first, because I feel like yours is going to be better, <laughs> so <laughs> I already know who wins this. Um, okay, but, um, so let's start off. Um, I, I I traded you for your Chris Slade, so from ACDC, my drummer is going to be Chris
0: Slade. Okay. Um, you know, not a not a not a fancy drummer, but solid drummer. That's his solid yeah, drummer. That's his biggest mm-hmm. thing. So good. Yeah, good pick. you
1: might as well you might as well have a have a wristwatch behind the behind the oh, drum. nice so. nice <laughs> yeah I like that. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, and then next up on bass, what we got we have got Eric Brittingham from
0: Cinderella. Okay. <laughs> I mean, solid. I, I guess I don't know his bass playing, but I can I can bet you he probably gets a little proggy. I bet you he'd be he'd he d- surprise you.
1: Well, you know, during the during the break I went back and listened to a Cinderella song and it was that song, Don't Know What You Got Till It's Gone. And it is very eighties power ballad. Fair. Um I, I'm not familiar with, like, really any of their other work, but at least their number one song on Spotify is just a fucking rockin' Power Mountain, yep. and I love that. So, uh, next up on Electric Guitars from Whitesnake, we've got Adrian Vandenberg.
0: Okay, that a, a shredder, for sure.
1: shredder, for sure, and also white snake has some of the best power ballads you see where i'm going okay <laughs> it's getting interesting okay next up on keys this is going to be an interesting one because i threw in keyboards Oh, because mine's a five-person band i didn't tell you about this i
0: think mine is too but sure
1: okay next up on keys we've got cc deville from poison, because apparently, it, on the back it says "specialty guitars slash keyboards." So I wanted CC Deville to be in my band, but he doesn't get a fo- touch the of guitar. fucking guitar <laughs> because I think that would be hilarious. <laughs> okay, he's, and also, yeah, and also you can't have a rock and power ballad without some keyboards. That is true. You know?
0: So yeah, he's Motley Crue. Think, yeah, about he's it. pushing himself. <laughs> he's getting outside of his comfort zone. It's kind of like, it, it it's kind of like you know. It's like Magic Johnson playing center over uh, <laughs> fucking Kareem. You know, Kareem gets injured. Sure. Magic, all of a sudden, he's not playing point guard. He's got to go play center, and he killed it. Yeah. So yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. righty. last up um, on vocals fronting this va- this band, Vince Neil.
0: Okay. Molly Crew. Uh, you can't go too wrong there.
1: So. <laughs> so. Um, so that's my five. Um, they are the band name that I picked out for them is based on name alone, um, because I also thought it would be funny if like the least recognizable member of the band had the band named after him. So Adrian Vandenberg from uh, White Snake. Um, this is going to be kind of like a um, next gen White Snake okay. band. They're called Snake Pit
0: oh that's not that's not bad (laughs) that's such an 80s hair metal name snake it really is (laughs) that's good that's actually not bad yeah
1: and snake pit is like an actual term for most like like well if you're not from Indiana, I don't know if it's a term, but like when you go to the Indy five hundred, like the the crowd of people in the middle of the of the racetrack, that's called the snake pit. It's basically where all the parties happen. People drink a bunch, so I didn't know if like I, I wanted to explain that because it, again, for people outside of Indiana, Snake Pit might not might not be a thing. But I
0: <laughs> actually grew up watching NASCAR and never heard that. So yeah. I think it's just an Indy five hundred thing. Yeah, which is dope. Which is dope. I mean who- who doesn't yeah. love the Indy 500, so...
1: And I think that's a sick thing to name your band after, just, like, Out the crowd of it. drunk idiots at a, at a NASCAR event. Yeah, yeah,
0: no, <laughs> okay, I, you know, you are not very confident in yourself, and so far, I think you're I think you're doing real well.
1: Well, I appreciate that. So, um, pretty much the last thing we need to discuss is the genre they're going to play. Um, I picked people that pretty much all are famous for doing 80s power ballads. Um but obviously not all of their songs are power ballads. I think, well, I'm not going to lie. You gave me this idea. Okay. So I helped, I helped. <laughs> I'll call it out. Um, they're only going to do power ballads. There's no fast songs. I, I
0: will say, I think that's fucking hilarious because I think it is because cool. no band did that. And how fun would that be for just every single song is like lighters out. <laughs> like your thumb yeah. gets tired, your lighter explodes because you're fucking. <laughs> right. They're only doing power ballads at their shows. That's pretty good. <laughs> That's pretty hilarious.
1: I love the imagery of your, your lighter goes out. Yeah, you got to bring four lighters because it's, it's the whole concert.
0: <laughs> yeah. Ooh, you got to hold that shit up in the air, man. My arms are tired. If people are working out, like, who are you going to go see? Snake Pit, man. <laughs> snake Pit. I got to bring a lot of chapstick. Snake, pit. snake, snake, snake pit. pit. I'm making out with my girlfriend the whole time. I'm holding up a lighter the whole time. You got to You got to prep for this show, man
1: absolutely
0: (laughs) all right so you you you've you've created a a very interesting uh power ballad only it's kind of like power moves only but it's power ballads only man snake pit i i love it i think it's pretty solid so i think that's pretty great man yeah i would
1: go see them absolutely i don't i don't think there's a
0: clear winner by any any chance right now because that's a good pick
1: yeah i especially like that it's formed by it well it has cc Deville in it but not known for what he's known for like he's not
0: <laughs> i think that's pretty dope actually because i didn't really know he could play dope. piano and then you got him playing the fucking keys I, he's doing piano solos which kind of doesn't happen a lot in power ballads too yeah absolutely <laughs> i i like it i think it's good yeah well thanks man all right i'm so excited to hear you all right here we go so First thing about my band, I tried to make the most badass rhythm section I possibly could because I think you cannot be a super group or let alone a powerhouse band without the rhythm section. It's all about the heart of the band on drums. Honestly, I think he's the best drummer out of anybody I pulled. We got Charlie. I actually don't know how to say his name. Charlie Benate. I'm not sure. The drummer for Anthrax.
1: Oh, okay. Guy (laughs) fucking kills
0: it. He is a super fast, super precise drummer. You could do a lot of stuff with this guy. Very good technical drummer. So I picked him. So that's going to bring us to the bass player. Who's going to key up with this guy and fucking chill it? Well, why not somebody from the band he's already in? The only bass player I pulled, <laughs> but a fucking good one, Frank Bellow from Anthrax. Okay, So right I on. took the rhythm section from Anthrax to build a foundation, <laughs> but I'm not done yet because I got a five-person band. Oh, okay. Hell you know yeah. who's also a part of this this rhythm section? A last minute trade to get the deal done. I got Malcolm Young from ACDC backing up this. Holy
1: shit, dude. Honestly, <laughs> all jokes aside,
0: these three guys in a band, that's a pretty good rhythm section. That's a damn good rhythm section. They're gonna have to get Malcolm Young to use to playing faster.
1: Yeah. And also like change his guitar amp because his tone does not match
0: anything. <laughs> I, I would I I would think that they could experiment, but honestly, I kind of want him to keep most stuff the same. You want keep Be- okay because okay. of the lead guitarist, who uh, I'm a big fan when bands have two very different guitar sounds that meld. I think that's like mm. a really hard thing to do, but I think it makes I think it makes like really interesting music. One of the reasons I like the Beatles, John Lennon, yeah. very different guitar player from George Harrison. I think they actually work together, uh, but I, I, of course the uh, the best Tony Iommi fucking invented heavy metal yeah he's playing lead guitar that's such a good pick. absolutely playing lead guitar (laughs) um so pretty solid uh there I only had one vocalist so I went with them I didn't really work out trades with you I didn't remember how many vocalists you pulled I definitely didn't want Vince Neil I wasn't interested in him at all
1: yeah,
0: <laughs> uh, But I went ahead and I, I had to take Mark Slaughter from the band Slaughter. But what was interesting, I went back and checked out their power ballad, which was their number so- number one song on Spotify. Guys held actually a lot like Andy Wood from Mother Love Bone. Uh, so I definitely, and Andy Wood was kind of the 80s hair metal guy in the grunge scene. Like that was his vibe. Like he wanted yeah. to be the arena rocker, you know. So I'm okay with that. He has some chops and Uh, He does have a wide octave vocal range. I heard it on the song, so I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah, it's a good pick. Now, here's where things get interesting. (laughs) Okay. So, the name of the band, uh, I was going to name them the Whirly Bend Blues. (laughs) 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 Just sort of a a reference and a tribute to Mark (laughs) Evans from Warrior Soul, because quite frankly, I feel bad for the guy. (laughs) They fucking burned him. Burned his body and left him in a trash can. That feels <laughs> fucked up. Or I, we're not even sure. We don't really know what a Whirly Bin is. <laughs> right. It could just be a dumpster. I was thinking Willbarrow. Um, I don't know. So we'll yeah. It, could we, be yeah, it, could, it really could be a numerous <laughs> things. Uh, so we'll have to find that out. But yeah, I I wanted to name them the Whirly Bin Blues. But what they're playing. So I went back and checked out some Anthrax songs. Uh, There's the song Madhouse, which was in Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Shout out to episode three of Mm -hmm. the podcast. I talked about that soundtrack for that video game. Um, They also did a cover slash remake of Bring the Noise with Public Enemy.
1: Oh, no way. So I
0: thought that would be dope. But I'm like, Malcolm Young is by no fucking means playing hip hop. So yeah. I strayed away from them basically creating new metal ten years early. <laughs> and I decided that what they're gonna play is a little bit of funk metal. Oh okay. because I thought the the base anthrax rhythm section got that down pat. Like they could yeah, sure. and I was kind of thinking yeah. like a Faith No More thing, which actually Faith No More was also a band around this time kind of like a funk metal hip hop kind of Mm. slightly infused there. So I was thinking like a funk metal vibe, got a rhythm section. I could definitely pull it off. Malcolm young is going to be a little bit in the dust, but that's why I want him in there because funk blues R and B. They're all the fucking same. (laughs) They're all built off the same thing. So I thought Malcolm young could be in there every now and then to kind of like keep them from getting too funky but also to push himself as a rhythm guitarist. Cause I actually do think Malcolm young is one of the RIP, Malcolm young, one of the greatest rhythm guitarists ever lived. He let Mm -hmm. Angus go out there and shred all night. And he was perfectly happy to sit back there and just play rhythm guitar. Um, Yeah. He had a signature guitar. I've never seen that guitar used by anybody else ever. Um, And he has a really good guitar tone. I just think he would be, he's not going to be doing a lot, but he's going to be there. He's going to be present. He's going to be influencing some decisions. And then Tony Iommi, I mean, the guy invented metal. I don't think funk is going to, like, get too heady for him. I think he's going to just have to, like, I mean, could you imagine, like, Tony Iommi playing funk? Like, kind of a heavier, like, deeper down-tune guitar with, like, a wah and just, like, really (sighs) deep bassy wah. Yeah, that would be Frank so Bellio's gonna be just fucking <laughs> like it's and he's gonna be like what wacko wacko. It's gonna be pretty heavy. That's gonna sound cool, dude. And we got Mark Slider just just like above it all. That's gonna be fucking cool, dude. Maybe he raps a little bit. I don't know. Get weird with it, fellas. Whirly Ben blues. Get fucking trippy with it. I don't know. Let's go, boys. <laughs>
1: Uh, you you win. Oh, I don't know, like mostly that. because I, for a few reasons, I like your band name, uh, I like number two. Uh, this is a band that I would actually be really interested to listen to, and number three, that high, that note at the end, I can't not like the 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 note that you just hit. <laughs> you deserve all the medals
0: <laughs> okay okay extra, i got extra points for, for my you got extra credit for that yeah yeah exactly yeah well i i guess <laughs> I, I guess maybe we should i went into like an elevator pitch like if i had you know if i was on an elevator with the record exact it would be me pitching the band you know like, for sure hey, hey we yeah. gotta we gotta get this super group together i got an idea um well i will say i will temporarily take the title but hey we can buy more packs of these cards we could do it again about out of everyone we've drafted um we did some trades uh i I think we should let the listeners decide a little bit i would say if there's anybody who wants to argue for mitch's case i say do so because i will admit a power ballad only hair metal band (laughs) is funny enough in theory I don't. I I don't know if they would have a lot of staying power because their concerts are exhausting and maybe a little bit boring. Yeah. And maybe their albums are too. But I don't know. Maybe.
1: Well, you know, a supergroup doesn't always have to stay. They could always just come come together for one project and then you know one album. That that, that happens all the yeah, time. Yeah.
0: Key key point of a supergroup is you know you do typically maybe two or three albums at most i mean them kirkwood vultures only ever did one and i don't think we'll ever is john paul jones still alive okay Mm -hmm. i i don't know if they'll do ever do another one i don't think they will because i haven't even heard there were
1: rumors going around back around the time uh probably this is probably a year or two ago now there were rumors that they were gonna they were working on something else but this was like almost two years ago so
0: okay yeah so i don't yeah i don't i don't really think so um but okay, if anybody would like to argue against me and to argue for Mitch, please feel free to do so. Um, but if, if listeners want to weigh in and really weigh in on their opinion, like totally fine. I'm, I'm willing to relinquish the title if we are swayed by an argument. Um, sure. So yeah. I, I want to keep it fair because I, I don't think I'm that clear of a winner. Um, yeah. <laughs> Malcolm Young is the only part I feel unconfident in because he might be dead weight in the band. You know what I mean? He,
1: yeah, I mean if you're doing funk metal, he, yeah, he
0: might, he may not have a positive influence on the funk metal. So may, maybe, yeah, he's, gotcha. maybe he's, maybe he's that way. Um, but okay, all right, well that was super fun, and I actually really want to do that again because that was fun. Definitely, so that 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 might be a repeating episode. Um, but all right, we have been here for a while, Mitch. I think we should do what you crank it and get out of here um i know i kind of talked about mine previously and i had a lot to say i actually pulled up the sheet music for mine i'm gonna next that whole idea and just talk about some highlight points so why don't you go first give us your what you're cranking and i'll 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 fit mine in here
1: sounds good already uh so my what you cranking is um this is going to be kind of an odd choice um it's a fictional band um, that I discovered
0: uh, yep, that's an odd <laughs> choice. I did not expect that. Was it the whirly bit well, blues was it <laughs>
1: Uh, so this the uh, a week or two ago, um, you know I'm a huge Fleetwood Mac fan, huge Stevie Nicks fan. We went to see her a couple uh, a couple For months sure. ago, and uh, she posted about uh, she posted on Instagram um, about how she's been watching a TV show called Daisy Jones and the Six uh, on Amazon. Okay, and uh, I was like, well, that's interesting. Um, I'm gonna check it out because Stevie Nicks says it's great, so uh, I'm it's a, it's worth looking into. Uh, so I, I I looked into it, and um, basically this TV show on amazon prime called daisy jones and the six um is basically a fictional kind of and i've used fictional in quotations it's a loose it's it's loosely based off of the story of fleetwood mac they don't outright say that like for risk of being sued but um it's basically about this kind of like uh dysfunctional band and how they kind of got their start and then the lead singer starts kind of sleeping with the other person in the band and Ah. it's kind of this like drama that's based in the 70s that's set in the 70s so i think that's like really cool about it too i like i like watching kind of 70s especially in the world of like music it's a tv show about 70s bands yeah Yeah. um but um obviously since it's kind of loosely based off of uh fleetwood mac i love it but um what's interesting about it is during the course of the show it's like only an eight or ten episodes. Episode series and i doubt there will be a second season because it's not like it wasn't amazing it was there weren't enough people like oh my god um and i still think it was a good show but i wouldn't necessarily recommend it to anyone that you know doesn't already like fleetwood mac <laughs> or is interested in that, that that is that is quite the
0: niche <laughs> Yeah, it's
1: very niche. But um, what's interesting about it is throughout the throughout the show, they have these fictional songs that they wrote for the show, um, and obviously being based on Fleetwood Mac, they have to kind of sound a little like Fleetwood Mac. So I did a little bit of research on this too. They basically pulled a couple of, like folk musicians, got them together, created almost a supergroup, if you will, of these kind of like indie folk musicians, cool. and were like, "Hey, we want you guys to like write some songs that sound like songs that Fleetwood Mac would." Write. Right. And they kind of did it like the there's some really cool like kind of guitar solos, the guitar tone. Um, the melodies kind of sound like Stevie Nicks melodies. Um, so, yeah, um, I guess check it out um, there. I'm i not sure which song I'm going to add, but that's um, OK. Y- yeah, it's it's interesting. It, it's interesting enough that I wanted to talk about it. So,
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think, uh, well, being knowing you
1: and i have been listening to it a lot it's it's, it's genuinely some pretty good music yeah
0: sure <laughs> because that's what i was gonna say knowing you as well as I do for yeah for you to like consider that that i mean that does like indicate yeah. like it's interesting at the very least yeah it's it's right. you know what i mean it's <laughs> it's definitely interesting but no that's impressive I love fictional bands it, it it's yeah. a it's a hard thing to pull off sometimes people do it really well sometimes they don't Two of my favorites, I'm going to shout them out, is uh, the band from Almost Famous. Um, I would yeah. fuck with that band. There's a couple songs they have where I'm like, this <laughs> fucking is really good. Absolutely, um, yeah. And then also the band from, fuck, the Tom Hanks movie where he manages like that Beatles-esque band. Shit. Big.
1: <laughs> no, I, Castaway. I have no idea. <laughs>
0: fuck damn I
1: no I don't know if I've seen it yeah that.
0: it's um, fuck I'll, I'll text you the name of the movie I'm gonna feel real okay. dumb there's somebody listening gotcha. and they're like yeah it's fucking this yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, the so last interesting thing. That I This is probably the most interesting that I probably should have said. I think in I, I'm, I'm 99% sure that the Daisy Jones and the Six, like the person singing it is actually the actress from the show, Riley Keough. Oh, that's um, always fun. Who apparently is the granddaughter of Elvis. So oh. she can actually sing. Oh,
0: wow. So- <laughs> <laughs> gonna- so, right, there's okay, that. I was going to make a pretty inappropriate <laughs> joke. Um... <laughs> I'm going to, this is one I will not say. I'm going to let it go. Moving on. All right. Uh, I kind of have something similar. So is this the first fictional band that will be on the playlist? I think so. You know what? I think Dewey Cox might be on there because of me. Oh yeah.
1: You know what? You're right. But You're still, right. I, I definitely <laughs>
0: will say it would have to be the second. I don't think we put any yeah. other fictional music on there except for no. except, <laughs> except for Dewey Cox. Um, yeah. Whoa, this is coalescing, dude, because you know what I'm going to talk about? It's also uh, f- f- fictional. I don't know if that's quite right. Uh, however, it does have actors singing in it. And also okay. John C. S. Riley is in it also. What? <laughs> I'm putting. Sh- I'm, I want to talk about Chicago that I think is my favorite musical. Also, the first musical that we're ever going to put a song on. The What okay. You a Playlist, <laughs> and I had pulled up the sheet music. I was going to talk about some of the musical nuances in it. I'm not going to do that. We've been here for like two hours. I want to go get drunk and watch football, yeah. so I, I'm i kind sure. of tired of yeah. talking to you. <laughs> uh, I kind of want to move on with my day. Yeah, I get that. I kind of want to move on with my day. Uh, but with that being said, I want to put on We Both Reach For The Gun from Chicago okay. onto the What You a Playlist. I think it's a really interesting song. Um, It's amazing because Renee Zellweger is singing in it. Richard Greer is singing in it. Um, Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, and that's also the thing that I actually wanted to bring up. You have never seen Chicago, have you? I've never seen Chicago. You are a fucking. I'm completely lost. You are a fucking bummer, man. I don't really fuck with musicals. (laughs) So I, I guess my question is. Why? Like did you watch a musical and hate it? And then you just kind of like in your brain kind of I'm like Because Dewey Cox is a musical. Yeah. Do De- Hard well, is a that's musical.
1: Different. It's a comedy musical. Um Okay. Well, oh no, so I mean, real talk, and this could be a whole episode. I was in a bunch of musicals when I was a kid. <laughs> My parents kind of pushed me into I, them. That's and awesome. The time, I didn't I, know it wasn't. I I enjoyed it, you know. I was like six or seven, and I was like, "Hey, this is fun." Okay, well that um, okay
0: six or seven barely counts. But what musicals were I you was? In? I was in
1: Wizard of Oz. I was a Munchkin. Um, I was in The Music Man. I played a kid that played a trumpet. Um, okay. I was in Annie. Get your oh Gun. wow, these are I was solid. Little Jake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> they're old school. So but... yeah, they're old school. Yeah, yeah. but um, yeah. I, I was in probably a few of them, and then um, I just kind of, I guess, I, I, I don't know, I kind of just grew out of it. I There was a period where I was like, I'm not, <laughs> I, I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to hold up like this podcast has been going on so long, well, but I guess to get deep for sure. a second, there was a period where I was kind of embarrassed by it, and I was like, oh, this is dumb. All my friends are like playing sports, and then I kind of like stopped doing it, oh, um, okay. and I, I mean, I and now to this day, like, I just don't have time, and I, I don't think that sounds like a fun time. I wouldn't want to be in a musical because I remember it being kind of, like, it was fun, but also, like, kind of childish. Like, are we really doing this? Are we really devoting, like... Are you, <laughs> a
0: seven-year-old? Like, really? I'm doing jazz? Hey, what a cynical-ass seven-year-old. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Well... I don't know, well, No, I, 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 get that because I think like early on in my life, I, I was told I, w- I basically because of like my health, and I do technically have a heart condition, and I was told mm-hmm. I cannot play contact sports, which is all of them. Yeah. Um, so I never got to play sports. So I guess I just doubled down, which is maybe why I was a little uh, not super masculine. You know, I read poetry and I yeah. read books and <laughs> I liked music and, you know, that was my vibe. So I was like, I've got nowhere to go but this route. And then when I was like 13, 14, 15, you know, it kind of helped me kind of get in with the ladies. So I'm like, whatever, I'll yeah. play this angle my whole <laughs> life. Uh. So I went with the sensitive guy thing, which.
1: Sure, okay.
0: Did not always serve me well. I also was very sensitive. So, you know, I was kind of a little yeah. bit of a baby for most of my life. But uh, I'm not a, I, I don't, I think nowadays I'm more masculine and more macho than I've ever been. But it's it's at the core of who I am, not who I am. Um, I'm a fairly sensitive person. So it's interesting that you were kind of embarrassed that you did musicals. Whereas I I, I never did a musical. I was never a good enough singer. But I embraced the more sensitive aspects of it like um mm-hmm. so it's kind of interesting that you felt a little bit embarrassed about that one you never should but did that make you resent musicals is that maybe because i i no um and
1: i and i think the reason i stopped it is not just because it embarrassed me but i almost just kind of like again i, I this is cynical but i kind of grew out of it i was just like oh i don't really Understand, it's not fun anymore. I guess when I the reason I don't sit down and even watch a musical is because it's just like first off the music's not very good. Um, like it's
0: okay, <laughs> maybe with
1: some it can be good. It's not my cup of tea. I don't want to sit down and listen to Rodgers and Hammerstein. I want to sit down and listen to Wheelie Bin. Whirly
0: Bin. Whirly Bin. Or wait, do they uh, call it a Wheelie Bin or a Whirly Bin?
1: It, they they called it a Whirly game. Oh, okay. Bin. So
0: I even yeah. kind of fucked up my band name and called it a, a Whirly Yeah, bin. a little bit. Like a Whirly gig.
1: <laughs> I just wasn't going to call you out, yeah.
0: <laughs> but you okay, did. Okay, fair enough.
1: Um, and then secondly, it was just kind of like annoying. Like, okay, you have to – like there's a story going – it's – here's – yeah, here's, here's the big thing – Um The 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 what I like about movies is like there can be a really good story and it leads up to this incredible ending. Musicals can have a really good story that I'm like into But you don't like the But then they interrupt the story by like singing about it. And they're singing about like what they just discovered and maybe trying to add more to the story in sing song form. But it's just like, no, nah, just tell me the story. Oh, <laughs> so it's like, I'm going to get the paper. Like, I don't want to hear anyone. Now some do of... that. Some do that. And, Cause
0: <laughs> man, Chicago though, dude, I, I think that might be the one that you, because Chicago is just a good movie. It's also a very horny movie. I would. I watched it literally the other day. Me and my wife decided to watch Chicago, which is why I'm talking about because I've been kind of listening to it since then. About 85 to 90% of my fetishes come from Chicago, (laughs) which I'm very embarrassed to admit. But man, when you watch, if you just look at Chicago and watch that movie, it explains a lot about me. (laughs) Uh, So I, I, I. I think you're right. We have been already been here for a while. This is going to be a pretty, I'm going to have to edit this shit down hard. Um, (laughs) I guess we won't get into it. Maybe we'll revisit this. I think for me is just that I still really get off. It's why when we did the Lake house episode, when I look back (laughs) on it, I'm a little bit embarrassed about how impassionately I tried to talk to everyone about Gershwin. I I, I felt like, but the reason that it's so important to me on an individual level is because it is so complex. It's a whole band. It's, it's like, I don't know, you think about your favorite band. You know, you talk about, like, Weezer. That's like four guys. What if it mm-hmm. was 24 guys? <laughs> and they all made an incredible sounding piece of music that's complex. It's diverse. You, you have to think about it to keep up with it. And I think mm-hmm. that's why I like orchestral music, and I think that's why I like musicals. There's so much stuff. There's the music there so there's the band element there's the the vocal element and then there's also choreography and at least most of them um that's a lot to get right and i think chicago might be at least the film version one of the best film musicals ever made because i think it's one of the only ones that get every single part right the music's great the singing is phenomenal um, but it's all it was saying by good actors. Like Renee Zellweger is a good a- actor. I can't say her name really well. God, it, mm-hmm. I'm hitting I'm hitting all the hard <laughs> R's in that name. <laughs> yeah, Whoa. sorry. Um, Renee Z uh, is arguably a good actress. But Richard G- Greer, great actor. Um, mm-hmm. Also, Catherine um, Zeta Jones, Queen Latifah, uh, who is so. Oh, wow hot in that movie to be honest with you she is very hot uh but does a great job singing like it's just like the whole package of entertainment it's a good movie good music good acting uh, incredible choreography and also is a little horny and it's just like i think one of the greatest movies so I think that's why I like it and maybe, you know, I I mean you were in band, weren't you? You yeah. Oh yeah. So mm-hmm. I guess maybe there was a part of band that never left me. Like I kinda wish I appreciated it more when I was in high school because I did not do it in college. And mm-hmm. uh I I miss it. You know, I didn't I didn't get along with probably ninety five percent of the people there, but we all like came together and made yeah. music together as a really big group, and I think that could be really powerful. Um but yeah. I, I get it and uh, I don't know maybe maybe I, maybe we could find at least one musical that maybe you have a slight interest in. I, I would like to there has to be one, but well I I have an answer for you there okay. is one.
1: It's um, I, the, the one musical I do like, although I haven't watched it in a long time, is um, Guys and Dolls. And I like that because the movie version has Frank Sinatra and basically the story of Guys and Dolls is basically just like set in the New York City. They're all mobsters. Right. And it's about, you know, it's a romance story about he's you know trying to you know, get this girl to like him. But there's also a subplot of like, yeah, we're going to go to this underground uh, casino and try to shoot craps and run from the cops. And it's like, this is The Sopranos. <laughs> (laughs) this is great
0: man we have been friends for so many years and i did not know that about you i've never seen guys and dolls i know about it um but i'm actually weirdly enough a bigger fan of sinatra's movie career than his than his music career so that's going to be on my list i'm going to watch that movie you should watch it yeah okay all right (laughs) i'm very intrigued and i do think that we may indeed have some episodes to watch all right, sorry. Minor technical difficulty. Let's wrap this up before I lose the entire fucking episode because I feel like God has tempting me right now. Um, this was a fun one. I really enjoyed it. Thank you guys for listening. Um, we will be n- back next time with a new weird fucking idea that we have. Um, but no, I really did like this. I think Erica had a really good idea. I think we improved on it. Uh, I had a lot of fun with this one, and... Um, I'll I'll ask Scotty in the meantime what his favorite musical is. Yeah, you, please do. I'd be interested to know. It's probably <laughs> Hamilton because <laughs> of Man well Miranda, mm-hmm. and his. Actually, I fuck with Hamilton. Have you ever watched Hamilton? No,
1: not, I've never seen Hamilton. God damn it, dude. <laughs> God damn it,
0: Mitch. All right. Well, that's we'll, we'll explore musicals maybe in an episode. See if we can find you one.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: Maybe we start with the music and then see if the film version works i don't know <laughs> okay um okay all right thank you guys for listening uh, i think that's all we have scotty beam us the fuck out of here my thighs are sweaty and my ass hurts <laughs> get us out of here bye bye <laughs> <laughs>